Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark, and the footy this weekend, it's gonna be brilliant weekend, of course, for Gather Round South Australia. Some massive games ahead. I'm with two of the greatest forwards the game has ever seen, of course, in Nathan Brown and Steve Johnson. And while we're on the South Australian theme, producers some magnificent reds. Are you boys Pino men, or do you like your big... Shirazes. I'm a, the, the Shiraz, the heavier. Yeah. I feel like when you drink the Pinot, not enough gets in. You want more. Steve, you just want that, you know, that nice hit, that warm, yeah. fuzzy feeling you get from the Shiraz. I don't know where I'm going with the warm, fuzzy feeling, but it just feels like it gives you yes. a bit of in an, inst- an instant hit. Yes. My favourite wine when you talk about the Penfolds yes. over there in South Australia, the, mm. the Penfolds, Cab serve 389. Ooh. Oh, they're nice. It's like a cold winter's night with the fire on. I'm sure. That. I'm sure. Fish bowl. Yeah, <laughs> big one. I'm sure so you, you don't have to fill up too often. I'm sure you'll have had. Uh, we'll have a couple over the weekend, of course. Hey, I want to talk to you about some cranky coaches because we saw last weekend Richmond coach Damien Harbick really um, threw the toys out of the cot, didn't he? In his press conference after the game, I want to talk to you about some of your biggest sprays. But let's have a look at let's have a look at Dimmer on Saturday evening. And um, Tom Lynch, are you worried he might be in a bit of trouble for that incident with um, Alex Keith? What for? What Alex Keith was concussed. Hey? A, Alex Keith was concussed. Yeah, from what though? There was an incident. There's a yeah, what you're saying an incident. I don't know what incident are you talking about. The one. There's an incident in the first quarter. Yeah, in a marking contest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows? That was raised on the broadcast that he might be in trouble. Oh, it's raised on the broadcast, is it? So that's. But I've listened to the broadcast recently. They're not great. It's <laughs> a good clip for the broadcast, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't think they were wrapped in that either. It's fair to say the good people at Fox Footy uh, uh, do a magnificent job all the time, of course. But um, it just sort of reminded us of some of the biggest coach sprays and blow-ups impresses uh, we've ever seen. And we have to start with this man, Ross Lyon. Well, I think you're out of line because what I saw, I saw some Dockers players go down off the ball. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. As well, but yeah. Did you have a message to your players in particular? What do you think? What's your name? Mine. Yeah. Shane. Shane who? McGinnis. Okay, that's the best question you can come up with after two hours of footy. You're quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah, terrific. Oh, I, thought, I thought there was far worse players last week than Brent Otten's playing the game. And uh, for some th- some silly reason, you people want to assassinate him, and it's just rubbish. You people. Be happy, Mark, that you pumped All of you. All of you. It's just rubbish. Leave him alone. Do you think your boys came to play today? I reckon they probably come here thinking, no, we're going to have a real bad one today in the first quarter. What do you honestly think? That, that term, come to play, where does it originate from and what do they reckon? They come to play marbles or football or, or do you think they didn't come to play? Do you think they sat in their cars waiting for the game to start then go out there? Who would ask a stupid yeah. question like that? Yeah, not sure I've wheeled that one out since, to be honest. I think <laughs> they come to play has been left in the golf bag since. I that was, was sitting, funny by Mick, though. He, he nailed me, didn't he? I was sitting in the front row of that press conference and I was dead set shaking as he eyeballed me with that sort of stuff. What do you think we're going to do? Just sit there and play marbles? We're going to wait in our cars? So that was some uh, rip-up blow-ups in the uh, press conferences and sprays from coaches. Hey, when, what's the biggest spray that you guys have received? You've had Terry Wallace, obviously. Yeah, they caught some really good ones from Plough and could get a little bit personal at times, Mm. uh, particularly with me. Mm. But the the collective one we got, we played against um, Port Adelaide um, at Optus Oval back in the day and the whole theme of the week was war. We're going to war. I think we're both around the the eighth spot and um, it was either you're a conscript 
or you're a volunteer. And obviously you wanted to be a volunteer because you volunteer to be there. Conscript, you're like, oh, 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 I don't want to go in there. Anyway, we were winning quite comfortably up until half time and they blew us away in the second half. Uh-oh. And we got into the rooms and you're in two two rows. You're either, and the, this bro was bigger. And we I figured out that they're the, they're, the, they're, the, they're the conscripts. And I was in the volunteers, so I was happy. But he started like giving the spray after spray. So the first up was Brad Weirup. Remember yep, Brad Weirup? Yep, yep. Number 24. And he's belting the, the, the whiteboard as he said it. He goes, you, Brad Weirer, you are weak, insipid, weak, oh. insipid. And he hit the bed, that all fell off. So then he just oh. went he just went person for person after that. Mm. Robert Murphy was playing on Sean Burgoyne that day, and they were both young players just yes. starting out. Tough and he's gone, I know who would have got up today if the ball was in between you two. Let's, let's change that. If there was a knife in between you and Sean Burgoyne today, you know what? Sean Burgoyne would have picked it up. <laughs> Bang! You're dead. And he actually hit Robert Murphy and he went backwards. So he went through a few others, but at the end, Kingsley Hunter, yes. uh, former docker, came yep. to the Bulldogs for a bit. He kicked four in the last quarter when the game was done. And Flowers gone to him in Kingsley Hunter. Mm. He goes, the war was over. He goes, you were shooting him in the back as I was running off. He goes, I wouldn't be surprised if you pulled a body over the top of you to hide. Oh. <laughs> and what about when he got to you? Uh, no, a good Very day. good today, yeah, Nathan. Yeah. No, you really put your head over the ball today. Well done. Uh, what, we saw Mark Thompson before, Stevie. What, yeah, uh, have we got time after Nathan's story? <laughs> but, um, Bomber gave me a spray one day uh, before a pre-season game. Uh, so we had a, a game down in Lavington, yeah. and I was a young player. Um, it was only my second season. I arrived at the ground uh, to play, and he absolutely gave it to me in his pre-match address Why? about just what the expectations were, and um, you won't be playing round one unless you give me this today. And I, I found it quite confronting because it came from nowhere. I was going back close to my hometown, mm. and so I'd driven down. Maybe he thought. He's taken a few liberties here, the young fella, because mm. they, they all flew down, mm. and I met them there. But um, yeah, it was it was so interesting. I'm I'm feeling really good about myself. My family's going to arrive at the mm. game. All my mates are going to be there drinking tinnies in on the uh, <laughs> on the hill on the sideline, and uh, and then I cop a spray. So um, I, w- I wasn't really well, sure did, why. How did you respond? I actually kicked the match winner that day, no. <laughs> so he lifted. Oh, very good. He certainly could fight. Bomber at his peak was certainly an intimidating figure. There's no doubt about that. Some good yarns there. Right, it's time to put these boys in the spotlight. Get to some big issues on Are You Sure? Brownie, some of the most distressing scenes we've seen at footy, of course, with Paddy McCartan and his latest concussion, his 10th. Quite simply, should Paddy McCartan, are you sure Paddy McCartan should play on? I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure at all. Uh, you don't know enough about it until you're in being Paddy McCartan, I guess, but sliding along the ground and being concussed from that. It's a feather touch. Not a great look. No. Um, and I just, I'm confused by the whole thing and I just want the best for him. So I'm not sure he should play on. Thinking of him and his family at the moment, certainly. Stevie, are you sure GWS coach Adam Kingsley made the right move whipping out the three-quarter time spray last week? Very early to go to the cook. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think he's got to um, at least uh, let the players what, know what's expected and what's not. Um, the problem would be early on, well, they're still sort of feeling each other out, whether he whether he got personal with it or not. But I, I assume it was just more of a group chat, so I didn't mind it. 
a uh, brownie, Ben King, up there at Gold Coast. Contracted for one more year. Collingwood among the clubs who would love to get him. Are you sure Ben King should stick it out for the long term up there at the Gold Coast? No, I'm not sure because the footy club hasn't got better. So, um, And I don't think he's got better in the last little bit too. So if a big club comes knocking uh, to come to one of these big Melbourne clubs or whether it's a, a West Coast or Fremantle, one of those big clubs as well, you'd be taking the offer at this point. Been a slow start to the season. There's no doubt about that. Hey, Stevie, are you sure Fremantle's game plan works in 2023? Game plan? Game plan. <laughs> uh, it's not working at the moment because they're, uh, you know, I tipped them early on to be a top four mm. finishing team. They've got the players at their disposal to, to be that team, but um, clearly something's got to change. They've been scored against heavily on turnover, which they haven't been for a number of years mm. uh, since Justin Longmuir got there. So they've got to make some changes if they want to turn it around. Brownie, GWS had the number one pick. They went for the key forward, Arid Cat, uh, Aaron Cadman over Harry Shield, who's been outstanding for North Melbourne. Are you sure they've made the right move? Well, I've never seen Cadman play, but he's hard to pass up. Harry Sheasel, how good he's going at the moment. But I believe you take the best player in number one pick, whether you need a sole forward or whether you need a ruckman or you need a midfielder. If the best player in the draft at that point is the midfielder, you take the midfielder. Yeah, but the, the key forward will take two or three years longer to establish himself at yep. AFL level. Yeah, best player available so or do you go for a certain player? Because you could probably get a, a, position, a position player you know, with your second pick as well. Well, if we look at the Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron, he wouldn't have been the best player in the first five games of his first season. You no. wouldn't have thought. No. But now you get the fruits of his labour. They're playing the long-term game, of course. Cadman likened to Jeremy Cameron, the, mention, the man we mentioned just before, so we know the potential upside he has got. Hey, Stevie, Essendon inside the top four with three wins out of their first uh, four games under new coach Brad Scott. Are the Bombers going to sustain this form? Are you sure they're going to be able to maintain this rage? No, I, I'm not a big believer in Essendon. I've had a look at, into their next six games, and that's I think a tough they're going. That's a very tough run. I mean, you've got Melbourne this week. I see them losing that game. Collingwood, I see them losing that. Geelong, you know, they could potentially lose the, the next six games if you look at that uh, graphic there. So. Um, it's a big test for them. They've started the season well, um, but can they sustain it? I'm not sure. What have you liked about them, Brownie? The Bombers early. I've liked the they're more defensive-minded. Yep. I think they're more structured around the football. Um, they're not allowing uh, the overlap play to go into their forward, defensive half of the ground as easy as what they did. They're still yep. very small down back with mm. Laverde um, and probably being their number one main key player. So the pressure hasn't been on him in recent years, though. Certainly going to be a tough run for the Bombers. That has been, are you sure? <laughs> Yes, time to get stuck into some games for Gather Round. What about this one? Adelaide versus Carlton. Big raps on the Blues all season, of course. But, Stevie, Adelaide's probably been the biggest surprise packet of the year so far. Yeah, they're an exciting team to watch at the moment. They're, uh, their conversion inside 50 is one stat that stands out for me. So they're the number one team at when they get an inside 50, converting that to a score, which shows something ahead of the footy is really working. We know they've got... Uh, Taylor Walker down there, who's been a consistent player for a long period of time, but it's Rankin and Rochelle, the guys Filthy. that are really standing up. When the ball hits the deck, um, they look as dangerous as anyone, and he mentioned Philthorpe. Mm. He's, uh, he's on fire. So how do you rate Carlton's season so far? Because um, they're going okay, but they haven't really beaten anyone apart from Geelong, who their early season form hasn't been great, and they drew with the Tigers, who now their form isn't great. So where do you see the Blues? I think they're a very dangerous team and will finish top eight. Um, they get Walsh back this week, which is a massive in for them. So, um, 
Yeah, I think they'll they'll be at their best in the second half of the year. But this is a massive test. This is this is probably the game that I'm looking forward to watching yeah. um, mm. above any other. Mm. So your your glass half empty on the Blues. Uh, I want to see them beat some really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tip them in this game. Yeah. I, I was going to Adelaide, but then Walsh comes back in. Uh, Mackay gets it overturned, so he comes back. So it's hard for them to hold those two players. But I love the efficiency of their forward line, mm. and they're building something there, Adelaide. I like the fact that young Fisher's gone into the midfield for couple, yep. the last couple of weeks because he was starving at half forward. He couldn't quite get into the game and yep. under the wing. So now he had five clearances last week. Um, Sam Walsh had, uh, missed the start of the season last year. Mm. First game back in, had 34, so um, I'm very keen on Sam Walsh to do yeah. well. No Sam Doherty, though, so that will be interesting. I'm with you on Rochelle and Rankin. They have got some party tricks in the forward 50. Just so like Nick Newman, did. who does he go to? Obviously did Toby Green job a couple of weeks ago. Does he go to Rochelle or does he go I'd to Rankin? I'd say Rankin. He's just got that harder edge than the other. I reckon that could be a fiery contest defenders. between them. If he goes to Rankin, those two, are, I think they'd be fireballs. Yeah, so whoever he doesn't go to, the other one's probably going to bob up and yeah. get a few. Let's back Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, moving along to Richmond versus uh, Sydney. The Tigers, they are under the pump to start this season. I think Damien Hardwick, as we mentioned, a bit cranky in the press conference and a tough couple of games to come. Sydney first and then Melbourne. If they go down in both of those boys, you'd almost start to think about whether it's curtains for the Tigers' season. This is a big roll of the dice for them. How do you see it playing out, Brownie? Well, it is, and both sides go in. Uh, the McCartan boys are out, but Lynch and Nan Curvis. So what do Richmond do for their ruck stocks when Warner, Goulden, Parker, Mills at the ground level, they got smashed in the clearances last week, the Tigers. I can't see how they go with those four players in the middle. Mm-hmm. That'll allow the ball to be played in Sydney's half of the ground. So I think Sydney will win. Yeah, I'm bullish on Richmond still. I still think they can turn it around. Really? They've, they've got... They've got to get back to winning that contested ball. Yep. You know, with, they've got some balls in there. You would talk about Taranto and Hopper who have come into that team. Mm. Uh, they just haven't been getting enough bang for their buck from their from their stoppage wins. So they've got to start converting them to scores. Mm-hmm. I think the Swans are a little bit down on confidence. I th- mm. thought they would have responded really well against Port Adelaide last week, and that would have knocked their confidence around losing that game to Port Adelaide in the last quarter. So. Um, I still am really keen on the Swans to, to be finishing right up near the top of the ladder, but right at the moment, I think they're a little bit vulnerable. So we see the good clubs um, come out of the front of stoppages. So whether that's Melbourne, who do it with pace through Oliver and Petrarca, and uh, we see Sydney do it with Chad Warner. Yep. Richmond don't do it because they've got Prestia, they've got Taranto, they've got Hopper in there as their mainstay. Too slow. So Shay Bolton. If, say your coach. Say your coach. Yeah. Does he spend fifty percent of his time attending centre bounces? Stringer goes in there, does a really good job for Essendon, but he doesn't play in there. So, yeah. is it a, a, a Toby Green role where he goes in there and takes stoppages? Yeah, one, one thing they could sort of do is pl- maybe play one of those bigger balls uh, forward of the footy, and and a pl- player like Bolton comes up to the centre bounce just to give you a little bit of speed and around those centre bounces to get front half dominance. Um, that's certainly something they should be doing. Um, I, I wouldn't know what the statistics are on his involvements, but G- um, certainly. GWS played Taranto forward. That's part of the reason why he left, because he wanted to establish himself as a top-line midfielder. So that will be an interesting conversation as the season goes on. Quick tip. Sydney. Uh, Richmond just. Very good. Should be an absolute cracking contest. Hey, coming up next, speaking of sprays and cooks, Brownie, we're going to get uh, one from you in Who Needs a Malcolm. More next on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet.
Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket. Proudly brought to you by Sped Sports. But here are the boys in action for the goal-kicking competition. It's going to come up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, Brownie, right foot dribbler. Oh, it's, oh, it's missed. Uh, that's disappointing. And then Stevie in a probably a tighter T-shirt than Nick normally <laughs> runs with. We're wearing, <laughs> we were wearing some sort of thing around our stomach, weren't we, to hold like a, the... Like a T-shirt? No, to hold the microphone. Oh, okay. Can't see mine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so coming into the contest, we thought you'd be favourite, Stevie, about dollar thirty. We thought you'd be no, three dollars fifty. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah, the money's come from you just late. So I'm looking forward to capturing uh, some highlights. It will be. How do you think of, the umpiring of was of the contest? The umpiring was horrendous. What do you mean? He feels like he's on the ambassador. <laughs> they cheated. <laughs> after him. They cheated. It was ridiculous. If it was anything, it would be the other way. It was ridiculous, and and <laughs> what? what we were, we were supposed to be doing wasn't even done. So oh, 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 I want to rematch. Sign the toys out of anyway. The I still should, you know. Compete pretty well, don't worry about Stevie that. Stevie has called for the arc system in a goal kicking competition. All right, mate, time to put you under the pump in Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay. Well, this is where we like to put you under the spotlight, it's fair to say. Uh, Stevie, we've got some questions for you, mate. First up, with Gather Round, the season is longer. Is the season too long, do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it could be shortened. I'd like to see every club play the opposition once and then maybe an extension to the season with playoffs to, you know, get top four spots or maybe sides sitting outside. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Sitting outside of the eights after the 17 rounds, get an opportunity to, to get to qualify for the final. So less games. Less so games. the argument will come, Channel 7 and Foxtel have just played billions and billions for yeah. the, uh, how do we get all our advertising money in? Mm. How do we pay the players with less games? That's uh, that's for them to work out. <laughs> but there's no, yeah, way, there's no way to do it. I though. understand that's how the money is generated in the competition. Yeah. And and fans love it. I mean, yeah. they, you know, it's nothing worse than when the footy's not on and, and you're just waiting for so it the to players have to get a haircut. For the, the players that have to get a haircut. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably. Unless yeah. they think that the games are worth more because there's less of them, I think. Uh, in the NFL, I think they only play one club um, each. Good one. Hey, Stevie, lots of talk about Adelaide this week, pumping up South Australia. Um, is it a good place to holiday South Australia? Uh, Y-E-S, yes. I reckon I, I never used to like going to Adelaide. Mm -hmm. um, and the people there that come from Adelaide, they think it's the best place in the world. Yeah. But um, it has improved. Mm. It has improved. They've got some nice cafes over there now, some really nice restaurants. Duck out to the Barossa. I tell you what, the, the, the club CEOs and presidents and all the important people of the AFL last night uh, went to... Penfolds? Penfolds Estate. Yep. Yep. That is the best meal I've ever had in my life. An 11 or 12 course Diga station. Mm. Wash it down with a couple of reds. It's a Unbelievable. Party at and even better when you're not paying the bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Junior footy, under 10s, they don't keep scores. Is that right? Uh, no. No, I'd like to see, you know, I, I always loved it when I was a kid, yeah. you know, keep scores. If. If, uh, if you have a poor loss, well, you just got to bounce back. That's what resilience is all about. Teachers and, and resilience. And, and you know what? Uh, the kids... They know it anyway. They know the scores. There's always one smart mathematician in every <laughs> team that will come off the, off the ground and say, we won by six points, yes. don't worry. But um, and, and there's some pretty... Uh, I mean, there's some coaches out there, some parents that um, yeah. take it pretty seriously. They so. do. They do. Okay, so you've got a choice. You're starting a new football club, and you can have them the way they are right now. Oliver and Petrarca... Or Kurnow and Mackay? 
It's probably not a yes or no uh, mm. question. Would you, would, but, you um, take, would you take Colonel Mackay first? Yeah, yeah I, think I think you'd have to because key forwards don't grow on trees and I'm not saying that those two midfielders, uh, Petraka and Oliver, they certainly don't grow on trees because they're two of the best in the competition. But if, you, if you're trying to build a club, you get your key position players and they've got two of the best for the next 10 years. Yeah, that's certainly what Hawthorne did with uh, Ruffhead and Franklin. Hey, Port Adelaide, what a phenomenal win against Sydney last weekend. On the sire and the big fist from Alia Alia. Does that win show that Ken Hinckley has still got his players? Yeah, that's 100%. Yes. Yep. Uh, that was a terrific win. Uh, talk about resilience. Um, they were challenged. There was uh, ex-players calling for his head, saying it was untenable. Yeah. Well, Warren Treadray. Warren Treadray. Yeah. He came out. You know, he sort of <laughs> had Kenny's head yeah. there, and, and many did over there. And, yeah. and that still may come. The pressure is still on him. But yeah. um, it was great to show that fight as a team, and it just shows that he's still got the players for them to respond in that last quarter and, and, and win that game of footy. Say you're on your way back to Wangaratta, and the car tire blows out. Can you change a car tyre? <laughs> no! Oh, no, I would... Um, I have changed one one day on the side of the Hume Highway and it took me about three hours. <laughs> and I think I dented the bottom of the car because I put the jack in the wrong spot. But um, no, I actually blew a tyre out last week uh, in the Isuzu and um, had to just paddle along, pedal along and... Uh, you had a flat tyre, you kept driving it. Yeah, don't tell the Wangaratta I that, but um, no, we only for a very short period. Yep. A uh, big goal-kicking competition coming up uh, between you two boys over uh, the next couple of weeks. I can't wait for this. We need this on the record. Are you a better goal-kicker than Nathan Brown? I'm better on my left foot and my right foot with across the body. There's two buttons in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I just hope they don't turn it into, a, you know, we get there and then they say, oh, let's start doing drop punts, let's start doing torpedoes, because I know what's going to happen. If we just sit on the boundary line, I'll be, oh. I'll be safe. Brownie, you've been retired for, what, 15 years? You've been coaching in the system, you've been warming up with the Getting players. balls yes, all the time. All the time, all the time. Yeah. So clearly you are the short prize favourite. That has been Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Yes, looking forward to the competitive juices flowing between these two superstar forwards. Let's get stuck into the games. First up is Essendon versus Melbourne. The Bombers flying nicely, but it's been a softer start to the season. This is the biggest test so far of the first five rounds, Branning. It is a big test, and Melbourne are flying at the moment. Apart from the game against Brisbane, it's yep. hard to see how Melbourne don't finish top four and challenge for the Premiership. Still unsold on the Bombers. They're a lot better organised behind the footy and around the footy this year. They're yep. moving the ball forward, but the big test for the Bombers comes if they're under the pump and we know they like the handball backwards and they got themselves in trouble the year before by going back, back, back and then fiddling around with it. Melbourne will put pressure on. Their opportunity is to go forward. If they can go forward and get through that Melbourne defensive press, they're half a chance. But if it doesn't and it goes the other way, mm. Melbourne win this game comfortably. Yeah, I agree. I think they've, uh, they'll be up against it to get through that uh, Melbourne midfield because they've got such talent through there, but they also have turned up a notch on the start of the season. They're going unbelievably well. So I'm loving the, uh, the entrance to uh, Van Ruin's career He's at Melbourne. Good, He's going well. He's already got the uh, cult figure. Yeah. yeah, so um, the big Rue every time he goes near the ball, even over in... Um, in WA, so. And Tom McDonald just straightens him up too. He's leading patterns, he's a strong lead, he opens up space behind him. 
Yeah, he does. So uh, they need that key forward. They're looking forward to Gorn coming back. Grundy's obviously performing really well. One interesting stat that I've seen during the week is Clayton Oliver, who is having an unbelievable season. He's had 18 kicks inside 50, and not one of those kicks has been marked yet. So wow. um, for all the good that he's doing, there's just mm. a little thing to watch it's out. It's not on, like your uh, world record of 10 goal assists, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, well, Petraka's going, on the other hand, he's going inside 40% of his kicks are turning into a score. So yeah, that's good. Very good, Stevie. Nice little nugget there. I like Kasai Pickett. For me, a lot of people talking about Rankin and him being the All-Australian uh, forward pocket. It's Kasai Pickett for me. One of the most exciting players in the competition. And a quick word on Grundy. He lo- it looks like a brick. Well, there's been a lot of talk about it. You know, can the two rucks work? I know he's, at, he's in for Gorn at the moment. He's made a brilliant start to his career at Melbourne. He has. He looks fit. He looks fresh. He looks like he was a couple of years ago when he dominated around the clearances. So it's 15-metre radius that he patrols uh, is perfect for him at the moment with the players around him. I think Melbourne I'm going to win this comfortably. I'm thinking like 50, 60 points. Stevie Johnson says 40-plus win for Melbourne. Now, fair to say this segment, when we first tried it a couple of weeks ago, it didn't quite get off the ground. In fact, it went very long. But I hear, Brownie, that you are um, delivered something special for this. It's Who Needs a Melbourne? Particularly with a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck. But he's going to have to live with that. Well, who needs a Malcolm? Every now and again, somebody needs a Malcolm. And I gave one to Terry Sanderson a few weeks ago, yeah. didn't I? And yeah. what happened? Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow won the court case. Right. So well, we, we've, we've, we've gone a little bit away from football again here <laughs> because I was, I've been hearing a lot about these lights in the tunnel. You said, want to be good. These <laughs> lights in the tunnel. Have you ever been through the tunnel and you see these lights that don't start for about a K in anyway? Not so yet. You, you're driving through going, okay, where are the lights going to start? So these lights apparently go at 80 Ks an hour, mm. right, through the tunnel. So yes. why you would need these is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. This is probably some Green Party patsy sitting yes. in there going, how can I use use other people's money and just waste it and be so flippant with anything. $15 million these stupid lights cost. $15 million for some guy or girl mm. sit behind a desk mm. and make a decision Not like that. So now, I've, I'm, I've wasted money myself. Now, I bought a $3,000 cardigan once that I wore once and it was green and I threw it out straight away. I bought a $2,000 pair of Balenciagas and the apple on top is I bought a block of land in Laguna when I played for Richmond for 228 grand. I sold that bad boy for 60. So don't tell me I don't know how to waste money. But these people are wasting money that obviously comes out of taxpayers' pockets. So at the end of the year when I pay them a 47% plus the two and a half, I'm giving money to shit like this. <laughs> Very good. So- that's a good one, man. That's a good yeah. one, Brett. Where did you come up with that? Uh, it was just sort of a, on the on the right on, on the fly thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm pretty sure Daisy Thomas came up with the same thing about two weeks ago. He liked it. He liked it. So you come up with a decent Malcolm, and but you copy and ripped it off someone. You Daisy's, ripped it off Daisy Thomas. Daisy's was a positive for it. Mine's right. a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like. I liked it, but I think we need some of your original material, Brownie. Uh, we got more next, of course. Some more games. Gather round continues. This is in the back pocket. Proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet with Steve Johnson and Nathan Brown. And right now, we're going to compare a couple of absolute Collingwood legends. It's time for Would You Rather. 
Now, this is where we like to present two champ, two absolute greats of the game, and get you boys off the fence to back in one horse versus the other. And today, this is a doozy. It's Collingwood, or former Collingwood captain Scott Pendlebury, of course, the champion, or uh, Nathan Buckley. Now, who would like to go first here? Stevie, who are you yeah, backing in this well, race? Well, I had two heroes growing up. Yep. One was Peter Dacos, who we spoke about uh, last week, and the other one who took over from him was Nathan Buckley. So yeah. I'm taking Nathan Buckley in this. Yeah. And I'd so like who's to bring the greatest up player? He's heroes, yeah. basically. <laughs> well, I'm just glad you, you gave the players uh, the options and mm. you said Pendlebury or Buckley. Now, yeah. I love Pendlebury. He's been an unbelie unbelievable player for a long period of time. He's played a lot more games. So I'd like to bring up a graphic on Nathan Buckley's career. What's been the difference for him? Well, he dominated. He dominated from a young age. Uh, as you can see there, he's um, he's got just about every accolade in the game, bar the premiership. But he did win a Norm Smith as well. So uh, Brownlow medalist, uh, seven-time All-Australian, six best and fairest. Um, Big through that uh, yeah that era, you know, '94 till 2007, the footy was tough, and I just love going to watch him play. His long kicking, his accuracy, his shots on goal, you know, averages. You know more than more than a goal a game, and before this, before this, he had a, an SA NFL uh, season where he uh, was able to clean sweep the mm. the, the whole uh, medal. Uh, what was he 18 or 19? So he's probably 18 or 19. He's yep. won the premiership. The Jack Oatley medal was best on in the grand final. The McGarry yep. is the equivalent to the Brownlow and he won the best and fairest. So he was a star and I love watching him play. He got a heavy physical uh, treatment for him. He was a great on the big stage. Took a while, took a while to get that out, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Brownie, you're backing uh, Scotty Pender, but I he am. is the greater player. I am. I am. Uh, right. you, you can't lose if you have these two, yep. but I'm taking Penderbury for this exercise because this is a man who rolls like a Royce. Yep. He rolls like a Royce. Oh. There has been no player like him. So you look through history. Mm. Has there been a player like Scott Penderbury? No, he's, he's unique. He is unique because nobody plays yeah. the way he can't be tackled. Yeah. The peripheral vision he's got. Mm -hmm. And let's bring up those stats again because mm -hmm. it comes down to longevity is why I've chosen this. So he's already played 82 more games than uh, Nathan yeah. Buckley. So he's going to play again this year for the rest of the season. He can quite easily play next year. He might have another One. premiership. Yeah. Could have another two premierships by the end of this. So why I'm going Pendlebury? Because he's got the longevity. He'll get to 420 odd games, maybe 410. Yeah. He could have another premiership. So, um, and the uniqueness of what he does. So for me, Scotty Pendlebury. I don't think the question was who's had the better or longer career. It's who no. would you take for one season if you had the chance? Who's been the greater player? player? Who's been the who's greater the player? player? Who's the greater player? That's the thing. Yeah, Buckley's capable of a better season than Pendlebury. Oh. Pendlebury, yeah, I, I, I agree. Over longevity, you'd take his career if you're a Collingwood supporter. He's going to play 400 games. I thought games we were talking about careers, right? For well, over the course of I a whole we career. That's why, we put, that's why we put the numbers up. But when you put it in the terms of for one season, you make a very good point <laughs> on one season <laughs> on well, Bucks. Can, to defend Scotty Pendlebury in this, who... He's the best kick in the competition still, surely. If you're coming out of the middle ground, congestion or no congestion on the left, who was a better kick? Who was gonna who would you trust more to lace out your forward target? Are you talking are you saying Pendlebury's a better kick than Buckley? Well he's the best Buckley was a, the best kick in the AFL for fifteen years. Pendlebury hasn't missed many targets. Yeah, he's the Pendlebury best kick in the competition, he's thirty four years 30 old. 30 he will 40 defend, he will Buckley, defend can, Buckley <laughs> can kick between twenty metres and sixty five metres and hit someone on the Chest. Very good. I think we need to clean up the question. That has been Would You Rather. 
Yes, yeah, certainly a great debate about those two Collingwood champions. And speaking of the Magpies, big game against the much-improved St Kilda, of course, on Sunday. What a massive one this promises to be. Collingwood Brownie punched in the mouth by the Lions last week. They haven't got a ruck, but we know a lot about that. Can St Kilda pull off this upset to cap their extraordinary start to the season? Absolutely, they can pull off an upset. They can beat anybody at the moment, the way they're playing. They're 4-0. They have a big opportunity with their small forwards. Higgins has been really good. Butler's been good, and I think that's where Collingwood were undermanned last week, so they've got Maynard who does that really good job, but the rest are really attacking. Even Maynard's attacking. Charlie Cameron got out the back many times, so if St Kilda can get enough footy into those, those smaller players will worry him. You, you throw Gresham in there as well. Um, I'm just not sure they get the opportunities this week. I think Collingwood would be a little bit more frugal than what they were last week, mm. and I'm tipping Collingwood in a close one. So is that the plan, Stevie, to how you not expose Nick Dacos, but is that how you plan? Do you put a damaging forward on him to try and get him going the other way? He seems a little bit untaggable. I think you're certainly going to put time into him, and it might be more of a team-focused kind of thing. If he's ever running past you, put some body pressure on him. Mm. I know Fremantle were the best at that under Ross line years ago. Mm. Uh, if you were the tag player, not necessarily you know, only Crowley you had to go after you. It was a whole team pursuit. Uh, but I think this game is uh, is the biggest test for St Kilda so far, and Collingwood are going to be very hard to beat, but the ruck... Uh scenario is the only thing that I can see St Kilda getting an advantage with. Ryan Marshall up against Dan McStay there. You'd think Marshall will be able to get first supply and then see what happens to ground Wind at Greger has done some tagging jobs. Yeah, you've got to move out of midfield midfielder to to go in there that you know, I I, I would probably go up against if they starts on. at half back. Could you start? Oh, definitely. If he starts at half back, then you you, uh, you 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 have a tagging half forward on him. We're tipping yep. the magpies in this one, boys. Yeah, close though. Close. Yeah. Yep. Collingwood. Very good. Hey, uh, last weekend with the $100 play, uh, you got yours up, Stevie. So you were under pressure with the kitty, but then you nailed this one at four bucks. You picked St Kilda, outstanding. Melbourne, big win over West Coast, of course, and Geelong head to head. Tick, tick, tick. They won against all Seriously? Points. You are oh, back in the black. Sydney? What the, yeah. the hell is that? Ollie Florent. <laughs> like Callum Mills. How about you, you just. You were celebrating. How about you're on the line, Callum Mills, yes. and do something? Like, that's stiff. That's punch. Though, isn't it? But I, to I told the guys to stick with me. I said it's yes. going to come. Now I'm only this four dollars up. This is mine this week. Brisbane head to head, Melbourne head to head, Geelong to beat forty plus, and Sydney head to head, which you disagree with about the Tigers. Mm, yeah, you... I'd be a little bit worried with the two McCartans out and their depth. That's the only question mark on the Swans. But I've gone with Brisbane, Melbourne, Geelong 40-plus mm -hmm. and GWS to beat Hawthorne. Right, so you're both picking the Cats to have a huge win against West Coast. A very depleted side. Nathan Brown, Steve Johnson, you've both been magnificent. This has been In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.